Welcome to the podcast for Salem Baptist Church, where the senior pastor is Reverend Dr. Selwyn Q. Bacchus. Salem is located at 3131 Lake Street in Omaha, Nebraska, 68111. This podcast has been created as a mobile companion to your engagement with Salem. Whether you use it to listen to a service you are unable to attend or to revisit a sermon, we pray that this podcast will serve as a source of motivation and connection to a word-centered and spirit-led church that cares about your journey. Be sure to turn on your alerts as we deliver a variety of content to you. Don't miss out on church services, interactive Bible studies, and special interviews all here on Salem's podcast. Share the podcast with a friend or family member. Listen as you have your morning coffee, daily exercise, or travel to work. No matter when you are listening, we pray this episode blesses you.
This is the day that the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. Good morning, Salem, and welcome to worship. Come on and stand to your feet as we begin our worship experience. How many are happy to be in the house of the Lord on this morning? The scripture says, the psalmist says, I was happy when they said unto me, let us go into the house of the Lord. And for those of us in the sanctuary physically or those connected virtually, what a blessing it is to be among God's people and praising our most holy and righteous Savior. Amen. You know, the Apostle Paul in his letter to the church of Colossae uh, for our scripture for this morning reiterates these words. It comes from Colossians chapter 3 verses 16 through 17 and it reads as follows. Let the word of Christ, somebody say word of Christ. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly, teaching and admonishing one another in all wisdom, singing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs with thankfulness in your hearts to God. And whatever you do, in word or in deed, do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, giving thanks to God the Father through him. Amen. Let's go to the Lord together in prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank you again for another opportunity to worship your name. We lift up this worship experience to you, allowing your word to dwell in our hearts richly. Help us to build one each other, one another up in word and in deed, and in praise to you. So we thank you again for you. We thank you for what you are doing in our lives, and we thank you for the opportunity to worship your magnificent and most holy name. We pray all these things in the matchless, in the most blessed name of Jesus Christ. Let us all say it together, amen. Come on, put your hands together and worship the Lord. Come on, let's give the Lord a praise in this place this morning. Come on, for I was glad when they said unto me, let us go into the house of the Lord. How many are grateful to be in God's house? Those that are joining us virtually, come on and praise the Lord wherever you are. Come on, let everything that has breath, come on, y'all, let's praise ye the Lord. Come on, has the Lord been good to anybody in the sanctuary of the Salem Church? Well, can you just give God a praise that resonates the goodness of the Lord Jesus Christ to you in your life? Has the Lord been faithful to anybody in the room? I said, has the Lord been faithful to anybody in this room? Well, can we lift up a sound of praise that is pleasing unto the Lord's ear, a sound of thanksgiving, a sound of worship, a sound of praise? Come on, let the redeem of the Lord say so whom the Lord has redeemed from the hand of the enemy. Come on and give him thanks this morning, for the Lord is good, and his mercy endures forever. Come on and shout unto your God, because it could have been another way, but the Lord allowed you to breathe the breath of life in this sanctuary. Come on and open up your mouth. Oh, give thanks unto the Lord, for he is good, and his mercy endures forever. We give thanks unto the Lord for his faithfulness, for his kindness. We celebrate the name of Jesus. Can you just tell your neighbor, say, neighbor, I don't know what you came here to do, but tell him I came here to praise the Lord. Come on. Oh, come on. Oh, oh. The Lord's love is written in the stone. Come on, everybody, let's say it. Lord, I love you. 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 More than anything. Yes. Let's say it. 
Come on. Say, I praise you. I praise you. I praise you. I praise you. Say, we praise you. I praise you. We say, more than anything. More than anything. I praise you. I praise you. Say, we praise you. I praise you. Say, we bless your name. We say, more than anything. I praise you. I praise you. Say, we praise you. I praise you. Say, we praise you. I praise you. We say more than anything. I praise you. Said we praise you. Said we praise you. We say more than anything. 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 Come on, tell them you love them. Come on, oh, how we love you. Oh, how we praise you. Oh, how we worship. Oh, Lord. Everybody, let's say it. Oh, how we love you. Oh, how we Worship. Oh, how we worship. Come on, sing it to the Lord. Oh, Lord. Oh, Lord. Come on, oh, how we love you. Oh, how we love. Come on, oh, how. Oh, how we praise. Come on, oh, how we worship. Oh, how we worship. Come on, we sing, oh, Lord. lifted this morning. Oh, how we praise. Come on, our mouth is filled with praise. Oh, how we worship. Oh, how we worship. Come on, we sing. Oh, Lord. Yes. Oh, Lord. Say, oh, how we love you. our love for you. Come on, we're not ashamed to tell you we love you, Lord. Save your mother life to me. We sing, oh, Lord. Come on, oh, how we love. Come on, oh, how we praise your name. Come on, oh, how we worship you today, Lord. And we sing to you, oh,
praise your name. Yeah. Come on, oh, how we worship you, oh God. Come on, we sing to you, oh Lord. Come on, oh, how. Come on, let God hear your heart this morning. Oh, how we pray. Come on, oh, how we worship you today. Take a moment and just worship the Lord in spirit and in truth. Come on, with your heart, with your whole heart, express your love for the King. For the Bible says that the Lord inhabits the praises of his people. And so God dwells in the midst of our praise. Come on and lift your voices. Lift your hearts to the King of kings, the one who restores, the one who heals, the one who loves us, the one who dies for us. Come on and worship his name. Hallelujah. He is the great I am. He is the mighty God. He is faithful and true. And we express our love for the King. Come on, everybody. Let's sing it together with one voice, everybody. Oh, how. Oh, how we love. Come on, church. Let's sing it. Oh, how we praise you. Oh, how we praise. Come on. Oh, how we worship you, Lord. Oh, standing what a mighty God that we serve and a God that is worthy of all of our worship and all of our praise hallelujah every now and then you ought to just look back over your life and lift a praise for who he is and what he's done and a full thanksgiving, a full thanksgiving for all that he's done. Now, what I love about the Lord is, and sometimes you ought to think about it, you, you know all the things that you ought to thank him for that you know about. That you know about. That you are conscious and aware of. There's some stuff that the Lord did for you that you have no idea that he's done in your life. Doors open, doors closed, protection, provision. Every now and then you ought to just tell him, Lord, I, I, I cannot chronicle some stuff that you did, but for the stuff I don't know about, I'll tell you thank you. Hallelujah. It's prayer time. We have the privilege to go to the Lord in prayer. 
what a privilege it is that we are able to go boldly to the Lord, as I have said. The middle wall, middle wall of partition is broken down so we can approach the Lord for ourselves. We want to remember our civic leaders, both on the national, state, and local level, those who are serving in the military, for those who are protecting and serving in first, our first responders as well, and those who are part of our church family who are in re requesting prayer, Sister Gloria Brody, Sister Rebecca Miller, we want to add to that list our own uh, Brother Meeks, our own pianist was in a, a musician, I'm sorry. Al Meeks was in a very serious accident on last night, and so we want to keep him in our prayers. Amen? Keep that entire family in our prayers. And uh, as was shared with me, it uh, is not as bad as it could have been. Amen? Amen. So let's leave that family in our prayer, our prayers rather. As well, three-year-old Cree Devereaux, Sister Catherine Hankins, the mother of Jerice Maddox, Sister Jewel Haynes, Sister Tracy Kent, Brother Eric Lockett, Brother Frank Stewart Sr., Brother Daryl Lewis and Sister Anna Miller in the loss of their mother and sister, Vanetta Benton, Mother Evelina Jordan, and Brothers Buddy and Tremaine Hogan in the loss of their daughter and mother, Lorraine Hogan, the viewing will be here on tomorrow from 10 to 11 and celebration of life at 11 a.m. here in the sanctuary of the Salem Church. Sister Kathy J. Trotter, the loss of her sister Linda Trotter, as well, the family of Brother Roy Haynes, those arrangements are pending. And uh, we want to remember the new fellowship. Missionary Baptist Church there in Kansas City, Kansas, the loss of their pastor, uh, Pastor Vernon DeBose, who is probably my father's closest friend. We want to lift him in our prayers, that church family and that family in our prayers as well. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Again, Lord, we are, as we are each and every day, grateful for the privilege and opportunity to approach the very throne of grace. And Lord, we want to admit before we say another word, either audibly or silently, sometimes we just don't know what to say. We don't know how to craft our words. God, we thank you that you are an intercessor for us. That even in our thoughts, our moans, and our groans, you're able to intercede and say to the Father what we wish we could say. So God, even if we're silent right now, say to the Father what we need to say. Oh God, we thank you you intercede when we're too weak to pray. We 
don't know what to pray. When we're so confused, God, we can't put our own words together. Thank you that you intercede and we thank you that you know us and love us enough that you know exactly what to say and you know exactly what we need. And so God, we come to you right now. Many of us having messes in our own lives. Confusion chaos, uncertainty, not knowing what tomorrow and next week might hold. God, we are reminded and given great comfort in knowing that you hold us and tomorrow in your hand. So God, when we are unsure and uncertain about how things are going to play out. We thank you for the surety and certainty of who you are. You do not change. You're the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. And for that, God, we love you and we thank you. When everything else around us is shaky, we thank you. We're standing on the solid rock of Jesus Christ. Lord, we thank you that your character never changes. When people are shady and shaky, God, you're still the same. When people abandon us, God, you're right there. When others turn their back, you're right there with open arms. God, we want to say thank you. Lord, you know each and every person that hears my voice right now. You know their needs. You know their heart's desires. We know, God, you know rather that there may be a fork in the road where they have to make pressing decisions for their life, for their family, and their future. We pray that you give them clarity right now. That you would open their eyes that they might see. That you'd be a lamp to their feet and a guide to their path. For family relationships that are fractured, God, we know that you can heal, that you can sew back together. For hearts that are broken, God, we know that you can mend them. In other words, we're simply saying, God, move as only you can move. Because when we've given it all in our strength, God, and we lay, we lay weak and worn out, we know that you are still all-powerful. Lord, for the names that have been called, those who are hospitalized, those who are dealing with chronic illnesses that they struggle with day by day. Others who have been victims of accidents or acute emergencies. God, we know you have no timetable. 
You're able to deal with our today, our tomorrow, our next week, our next month, and our next year, God. And so we pray that you would be on the case for those who are grieving, whether it be a family, a church, an individual, God. We pray that you would fulfill your promise and allow your spirit, the comforter, to do its work as only it can. God, we love you. We thank you. We adore you. And we lay our burdens and our blessings before you, saying thank you for our blessings and thank you in advance for dealing with our burdens. Thank you in advance for taking that heavy weight off of our shoulder. Thank you in advance for hearing our plea, our prayers, and our cries as only you can. And we ask these prayers now in the name of Jesus Christ and the people of God said together, amen, amen and amen. You may be seated. Let's praise God for the privilege of prayer. Good morning and welcome to Salem News. 2023 is the year of renewal. It's our prayer that you have a meaningful encounter with God today because here at Salem, we believe the best season of your life is just ahead. Here are this week's highlights. Attention all middle and high school students, don't miss out. Salem's Regeneration Youth Ministry presents the Back in School Bash. It's Sunday, September 24th from 12.30 p.m. to 3.30 p.m. at the Adams Center. Get ready for an afternoon of food, nonstop fun, and plenty of surprises. This is the perfect opportunity for you to connect with friends and meet new people in an engaging environment as we celebrate the start of the new school year. For more information, visit our website, salembc.org, or you can call the church office, 402-455-1000, option 133. Well, invite someone and come get strengthened in the Word of God during our virtual corporate prayer via Zoom on Wednesday, September 27th. We'll email those who signed up via constant contact. The Zoom link will be emailed to you the Monday before corporate prayer. Please reach out to the church office to add your email address to the constant contact email list. Salem family, please save the date as we prepare to show our love and our appreciation to our senior pastor and first family on their 18th church anniversary on Sunday, October 15th. The celebration will take place during our 10 a.m. worship experience. Please stay tuned for further details in the weeks ahead. And mark your calendars for our 10th year of joyful noise, the Gospel Christmas. This beloved Christmas tradition features the Salem Mass Choir and special guest performances. Joyful Noise returns on Saturday, December 2nd at 7.30 p.m. and Sunday, December 3rd at 4 p.m. Tickets are on sale right now at TicketsOmaha.com or call 402-345-0606 to purchase your tickets. 
Well, as you can see here at Salem, we have so many exciting opportunities and events, and we want everyone to get connected and get involved. To stay up to date with all church opportunities, visit our website, salembc.org. Also, like us on Facebook, Salem Baptist Church Omaha, on Boxcast, or subscribe to our Salem YouTube channel. I'm Cerise Cole for Salem News. Thanks for joining us. Have a great day and a blessed week. Amen. Please remember all of your weekly opportunities for ministry, fellowship, discipleship, and worship. We want to ask those who are our guests on today, those who are worshiping with us, who are uh, first-time worshipers, first-time visitors, uh, if you're our guest on today, we're going to ask you to stand, not going to ask you to say or do anything. We just want to recognize you. If you are our guest on today, don't be ashamed. Amen. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. Amen. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. We are so glad to have each and every one of you as our guest on today to worship with us here at the Salem Baptist Church of Omaha, Nebraska. We uh, pray that this uh, worship experience will be a blessing to you, and you've already been a blessing to us by your presence. So please, please don't let this be your last time. Amen? Amen. And very quickly, we want to ask those who are not ashamed, who have their birthdays in September, to please stand. Those who have their birthdays in September. Amen. Amen. God bless you. God bless you. You may be seated. Amen. Amen. I was going to start singing, but my voice is kind of out of tune. But happy birthday to you, each and every one of you. Happy birthday, happy birthday, happy birthday. Uh, we had a wonderful and blessed fall revival worship experience on this past Wednesday. Amen. Pastor George Parks Jr. blessed us through the word. The worship experience was phenomenal. We are grateful for those who were pastor's partners and those who might still want to be a pastor's partner. Amen. And uh, as well, those who are present in the sanctuary and those who are part of the virtual sanctuary that made that worship experience such a blessing. And on yesterday, from 9 a.m. to 1 a.m., we had a fantastic leadership training worship workshop, uh, the first of many to come. And uh, our guest preacher on the day, Dr. Anthony Cobbs, was our presenter. It was a blessing indeed. It challenged us as we move forward, and we're going to open up some of those trainings as time moves forward because the Lord is not finished with the Salem Baptist Church yet. Amen? Amen. Amen. We want to, re again, reiterate those uh, announcements and ministry events that were a part of the Salem News. Uh, as well, we want to add to that, to put in your memory bank and for you to save the date on Sunday, October uh, 9th, we will be celebrating and thanking our ushers, greeters, and medical services ministries here. Uh, during our 10 a.m. worship experience. Uh, as well, our annual Harvest Festival is going to be held on October 27th as our young people will have an option and an alternative uh, for that season. Amen. As well, I want to rem uh, remind you that uh, we I'll be going uh, to Sioux City, Iowa uh, on October 9th, and we'll be a guest of the Mount Zion Baptist Church there for their pastoral anniversary. Uh, we're inviting you to please, please come. 
Uh, we uh, have a, a bus that's going up there. It's $25 if you want to get on the bus. Uh, the seats are going very quickly. Otherwise, get your gas money together. Please go up there with me. I don't want to be up there by myself. Amen. If you have any further questions about that, please contact the church office. Again, please remember all of your weekly opportunities for ministry, fellowship, discipleship, and worship. Salem, it is giving time. Victory through the cross. One of the many benefits of tithing is found in the last book of the Old Testament. In Malachi chapter 3, verse 11, the Lord promises the tither this. It says, and I will rebuke the devourer for your sakes, so that he will not destroy the fruit of your ground, nor shall the vine fail to bear fruit for you in the field, says the Lord of hosts. Notice that in the sacred scripture, the devourer is not an impersonal force. Further, in the New Testament, the Apostle Peter exposes the identity of the one responsible for this mischief of devouring. In 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 8, he is identified as the devil where it says this, Be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary, the devil, walks about like a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. The devil is obsessed with working death and destruction. Listen to the words of Jesus in the first phrase of John chapter 10, verse 10, where it says this, the thief does not come except to steal and to kill and to destroy. The question then arises, are we defenseless against the enemy? The answer is a resounding no. The remaining portion of John chapter 10, verse 10, continues with a mission statement from the Lord Jesus. It is a promise that once understood and appropriated stops the thieving enemy in his tracks. Listen to Jesus as he says this. I have come that they may have life and that they may have life more abundantly. Because of what was accomplished by Jesus on the cross, instead of being stolen from, we can now experience restoration. Instead of death, we can experience abundant life. Instead of destruction, we can experience strengthening and building up. It is the cross that brings us this abundant life of victory over the devourer. Listen to the powerful, penetrating words of Colossians chapter 2, verse 15, where it says this. Having disarmed principalities and powers, he made a public spectacle of them, triumphing over them in it. As you prepare to give on today, repeat these words in your heart. As I give my tithe and offering today, I praise the Lord that the work of the cross has rendered the thief powerless to steal and devour in my life. Amen. 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 We share this affirmation. It is an affirmation of what we believe about giving here at the Salem Baptist Church.
We plant good seed in good soil. And we will receive God's prosperity for our lives. We plant good seed in good soil. And we will receive God's prosperity for our lives. If you believe it, put your hands together and praise the Lord. I dare not forget to remind you of the platforms by which you can give. You can mail, or you can give uh, through our website at SalemBC.org, PayPal, Venmo, Givelify, you can Cash App, you can text to give, or you can mail your tithing offering here to the church at 3131 Lake Street, or from 9 to 5, Monday through Friday, you can bring your tithe and your offering. Amen. And if you are in the sanctuary at this moment, there will be persons in place to receive your tithe and offering as you exit worship on today. I was just reminded, I think I got the date wrong for the second Sunday. It's the 8th of October instead of the 9th of October, but I know y'all would have figured that out. Amen. We praise God we have a wonderful, wonderful preacher with us on today. And even as you look in the pulpit, for many, he looks very familiar. He is a son of the Salem Church. Amen. Amen. Dr. Anthony Cobbs is uh, a product of the Salem Baptist Church, started ministry here uh, in 1989, somewhere around there, 94, 94, I'm sorry. I'm trying to make him older than he is. Amen. 1994, he's been doing ministry uh, for the most part in the state of Texas over the last couple of decades. He is currently the executive pastor of the Resurrection Baptist Church there in San Antonio, has his own consulting ministry, Breakthrough Consulting. He blessed us on yesterday in our workshop and is going to bless us today through the word. Amen. And we praise God for him on today, taking time out of his busy schedule and for his pastor allowing him to come and share with us this weekend, and we know that we are in store for a mighty word. Amen. Amen. We praise God for him. Let's put our hands in anticipation, hands together, in anticipation of what the Lord's going to do in our midst. Oh, baby. 
know that Jesus got the greatest name ever, and his name is known all over the whole world. Come on, everybody, we've never, come on. We've never seen anyone like him. We've never seen we've it. We've never seen anyone like him. I said. We've never seen anyone like him. We've never seen it. I said again, come on, we've never. seen anybody never like him. Everybody let's say it. Come on. Can't stop. Can't stop. Singing of, of his great, great name. name. And your worldwide thing. Can't stop. Singing. Singing of your great name. Let's raise and it in the house. Everybody can't stop. Can't stop. Singing of your great name. And your worldwide thing. Can't stop. The Lord's name, y'all. Come on, we can't stop. Can't stop praising him. And it's worldwide. Sing it. Great name in your world. Come on, give the Lord praise in here if you love his name. Come on, somebody shout the name of Jesus. Come on, somebody shout his name, Jesus. Come on, give him glory in this place. Just tell your neighbor, say, neighbor, I love him, I love him, I love him, I love him, I love him. Yes, sir. Hallelujah. His name is wonderful. Come on, he's a counselor. Come on, he's a mighty God. Come on, he's the Prince of Peace. Come on, he's the everlasting father. Come on, somebody say wonderful. Come on, is his name. Hallelujah. Come on, we celebrate the name of Jesus. For it's in that name that we are saved. Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Jesus. Somebody say healer. Come on, this, this morning, I changed the set list a little bit. Uh, my brother Al Meeks is laying in the hospital, and I want to send words of 
the Lord's healing power to to that room right now. A faithful servant first to the Lord and then to this house. I joke with him. I say, Meek's been here since I don't feel no ways tired, since the 70s. But you don't find that too much no more. And we thank the Lord for his life. We thank the Lord for covering him. I don't know if I didn't know before, and I knew before, but I certainly know that God is a protector now. Listen, so everybody say healing. Come on, let's say it, everybody. Come on, don't be. Come on, there is a bomb there. There is a bomb there. 
over this sanctuary if you believe that there is healing for your soul why don't you just give God a hand clap of praise in this place come on if you really believe it why don't you give God a hand clap of praise okay let me say that differently if the Lord has healed anybody in this place you ought to be the loudest person up in here I'm sure we can find five or 10 or 15. Anybody on this side that has been healed? Anybody on this in the middle have been healed? Anybody on this side been healed? Even if you don't feel like it, you ought to open up your mouth and offer up a sacrifice of praise because God is worthy of our praise. Anybody want to give God praise in this place? Hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah. I think sometimes we have to be reminded because we take things for granted. Brother Meeks is going to have a road to recovery, but we are so grateful that the Lord spared his life. Sometimes those are those things that happen are those reminders that in a blink of an eye, in a moment, your life can change. In a moment, any of us can be in the hospital and the church could be talking about us. So since you made it to the house of God, since you are watching online, I just wonder, is there anybody who just wants to stand to their feet? If you can stand, if you can lift holy hands, if you can open up your mouth and say, thank you, God, for bringing me through. Thank you for keeping me. Thank you, Lord, for all that you have done for me. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah.
Pastor Backus, I know what it is. Maybe it's because some of us were up till one o'clock in the morning shouting at the TV, shouting for Colorado, for Coach Prime. But listen, Coach Prime didn't die for our sins. Coach Prime didn't wake us up this morning. Coach Prime didn't get us started on our way. Coach Prime didn't wake us up in our right mind. So if we could shout loud at the TV last night, surely we can open our mouths and shout unto the Lord with a voice of triumph. Come on, let me hear you like you were in Colorado last night. Why don't you open up your mouth and say, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you so much. Thank you so much to this music ministry for ushering us into the very presence of the Lord. We thank God for each and every one of this team. Can we celebrate this music team, this, these singers, these musicians? You may be seated. You may be seated. You may be seated. Good morning, Salem family. What a blessing and an honor it is to be here once again with you. I do not take this lightly whenever I am asked to come and to preach at the Salem Church. I recognize I am coming home and I look out into the congregation and I see family and friends and I see new faces. I see the faces of people who raised me, taught me, poured into me. And so it is such a privilege to be able to stand before you and to share uh, just a few scattered thoughts that the Lord has given to me for you on this morning. I want to just honor and just recognize again family and friends throughout the congregation. Lord, I thank God for my sister being here on this morning. My sister Starlet is here on this morning. My sister Tannis, who is a member here, she she was down there with Sarah Jakes, Pastor. She was... <coughs> woman evolved, but I'm so grateful for her, my sisters, who have poured into me so much. So grateful for them. All of my family, my Aunt Katie, God bless you. God bless you. Uh, good to see Pastor Sanders over there. I see Pastor, I saw you sneak in. Good to see you. Good to see you. I want to thank God for the angel of this house, Pastor Bacchus. Can we thank God? for Pastor Bacchus, and also let's thank God for First Lady Bacchus. We thank God for you as well. Come on, Salem, you could do better than that. Thank God for your pastor and First Lady. To my brother minister, to the deacons, to leaders of the Salem Church, I greet you as well. I'm going to jump right into the word. I want us to turn to an Old Testament passage that is found in the book of Judges chapter 16 Judges chapter 16 I do bring you greetings all the way from San Antonio, Texas uh, where I serve as the executive pastor of the Resurrection Baptist Church under the leadership of Pastor Ray Brown and I thank God for the ministry, been in San Antonio for 20 years now coming uh, here from, from Salem, Salem equipped me and prepared me to be able to do the work of ministry there in Texas. And I remind them of that all the time, that it was Salem Baptist Church that equipped me to be who I am. Judges chapter 16, we're going to look at 
very familiar passage of scripture. I'm going to look at verses 4 through 6 and then verses 18 through 20. Reading from the New International Version, this is how it reads. Sometime later, he, speaking of Samson, fell in love with a woman in the valley of Sorek whose name was Delilah. The rulers of the Philistines went to her and said, see if you can lure him into showing you the secret of his great strength and how we can overpower him so we may tie him up and subdue him. Each one of us will give you 1,100 shekels of silver. So Delilah said to Samson, tell me the secret of your great strength and how you can be tied up and subdued. Jump down to verse 18. When Delilah saw that he had told her everything, she went, she sent word to the rulers of the Philistines, come back once more. He has told me everything. So the rulers of the Philistines returned with the silver in their hands. After putting him to sleep on her lap, she called for someone to shave off the seven braids of his hair and so began to subdue him, and his strength left him. Then she called, Samson, the Philistines are upon you. He awoke from his sleep and thought, I'll go out as before and shake myself free. But he did not know that the Lord had left him. I want to use as a subject this morning this simple, de simple declaration. I want you to help me with this. I want you to turn to your neighbor and say, neighbor, you're too gifted to go out like that. Amen. You're too gifted. You may be seated. You may be seated. On March 27, 2022, a pivotal moment happened in the life of one of America's favorite celebrities. Prior to that particular night, actor Will Smith seemingly could do no wrong. He had a new television series, millions of followers on social media. He had endorsements that brought in millions of dollars. And most significantly, that night he was on the verge of winning his very first Oscar as best actor in a film. We all know what happened. That night, in one unbelievable moment, Will Smith walked on stage and slapped comedian Chris Rock after Chris made a joke about Will's wife. And we all thought it was fake initially, or at least I did, perhaps part of the show, until Will began shouting out expletives at Chris that were clearly real. In one moment, this superstar on the biggest night of his career, shifted the trajectory of his life. Since then, no one even talks about Will's performance in the movie. No one even cares that he won an Oscar. No one talks about The Fresh Prince. Now, after that one night, the name Will Smith is associated with slapping Chris Rock. I'm not, here, I'm not here, Salem, to jump on Will Smith or to say whether he was right or wrong. All I know is that that moment that was supposed to be the pinnacle of his career, the crowning achievement for years of work, instead that moment caused his good name 
to be associated with a bad decision. Come here and let me ask you a question. Have you ever done anything stupid? I, I know that there are some folks who might cringe at the use of that word, but I want to talk to the real folks who aren't thrown off by admitting, yes, I have done some things that were downright stupid. Stupid is to have what God wants for you, to have what God says you need, to know that he has provided for you, to know that he is with you. But instead of you living in that, reveling in that, operating in that, you reject it and decide to behave a certain way. You go after trivial things. You decide to wild out and do what you want to do. And once the dust settles, you look back and say to yourself, that was just plain stupid. You ever done anything stupid? Do we have anybody in Salem that's real? Anybody ever just done anything stupid? And now your name, and for some of us, now your name is attached to the stupid choice that you made. People refer to you not by what you, what they, or they refer to you by what they know about you. They judge you by the choice that you made and can't seem to disassociate you from your mistake. If so, you are not alone. Such is the case with one of the most well-known characters of the Bible. His name is Samson. His story is found in Judges chapters 13 through 16. And I can tell you a lot about Samson. I can tell you that Samson was a Nazarite who made a vow to the Lord to drink no wine, to, to not come in contact with the corpse, and of course, to never cut his hair. I can tell you for three chapters, Samson was known for his great strength and his wit and his ability to tell riddles. I can tell you how Samson had a wife who met a tragic end and how he defeated the Philistines and how he was judge of Israel for 20 years. I can tell you all those facts about Samson, but, but let's be honest, what he really is known for is found in one chapter, chapter 16. At the beginning of chapter 16, Samson is strong and powerful. By the end of chapter 16, he's weak and pitiful. At the beginning of chapter 16, he's feared and respected. But by the end of the chapter, he's ridiculed and mocked. In chapter 16, verse 3, Samson is on a mountaintop displaying a great feat of strength. But in the very next verse, he was down in the valley. How in the world do you go from being on the mountaintop to being in the valley in the very next verse. How did he get there? And what lessons can we learn from the life and the example of Samson so that you and I can make sure that we understand that you are gifted and you should not go out like this? Let's, let's look at a few lessons. There's a few lessons that we can learn from the life of Samson. The first lesson, the first lesson is this, is that you can't hang out just anywhere. I know that sounds elementary. I know that that sounds basic, but, but sometimes we miss stuff. And, 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 and I just came by to remind you, you can't just hang out anywhere. Samson had gotten it in his mind that it was okay to hang out in a place called the Valley of Serech. That word Serech is a Hebrew word that is translated to mean choice vine. 
They called it this because there were grapevines that grew there which were so sweet and so delicious that they made great wine. Don't miss that. Samson decided to go to a place that was known for wine, but he was a Nazarite, I told you, who had vowed not to drink wine. Why would he go to a place that was in contrast to his vow? Because Samson was arrogant in believing that he felt he could take his gift anywhere at any time and there would be no consequences. We as believers get in trouble when we take a similar approach and begin taking our gift to places that are in contrast to what we believe. Child of God, there, there, are, some, there are some places that we simply shouldn't go. Because these places are contrary to what we are supposed to represent. You have to recognize that for the Christian that even your very presence in certain places could be seen as a misrepresentation of your witness. There are some places you can't play it off when you're there, when someone sees you there. There are some establishments you can't give an excuse of why you're there. You're not there evangelizing. You're not there sharing the gospel of Jesus Christ. Why? Because you don't belong to its enemy territory. But I hear Samson saying this. I, uh, I can imagine Samson saying, I'm good. I didn't go for the wine. I can handle the temptation that is all around me. And Samson not only went, didn't go for the wine or Samson didn't went there, he also went there, the Bible says, for a woman. Look at verse 4. Sometime later, it says he fell in love with a woman in the Valley of Serac whose name was Delilah. Now, they didn't talk about this in Sunday school. They didn't tell me this. Y'all didn't tell me this when I was coming up. Samson thought he had found him a little sneaky link. He thought he could Netflix and chill at her house and no one would know. He thought he had found a safe, discreet place. But verse 5 lets us know the enemy rulers knew exactly where he could be found. You and I just can't hang out any and everywhere because we are not meant to be hidden. Jesus said that we are the light of the world. We are not meant to be covered up. We are not meant to hide. Come here and let me remind you of an important fact. Everywhere you go, you are still a child of God. I, I, I know that, that, that might not sound like much. Everywhere, everywhere, everywhere you go, you are a child of God. Think about that for a mo moment. You are a child of God here at church. You are a child of God at home. You are a child of God at school. You are a child of God at work. But wait. You are also a child of God at the nightclub. You are a child of God at the dispensary. You are a child of God at the strip joint. You are a child of God in that hotel room. You are a child of God in that trap house. You are a child of God in Vegas, in Cancun, in the DR, in Amsterdam. You are a child of God on Pornhub. You are a child of God on OnlyFans. You are a child of God in every secret place that you think ain't nobody watching. Guess what? You you are still a child of God. And let's be honest. You're in those places because there's something that you like. 
I will never forget. I will never forget here as a, at Salem. I will never forget as a young minister, Pastor Backus. I will never forget. I, I was on fire for the Lord. Me and Pastor Sanders, this is so good that he's here right now because he didn't even know he was going to be in this. But me and Pastor Sanders were young preachers on fire for the Lord. He and I decided that we were going to go to the very clubs that we used to frequent and share the gospel of Jesus Christ with our friends and acquaintances. Oh, we were on fire for the Lord, y'all. It started off well. I mean, we listened to all, we listened to Watson, we listened to all the preachers we could listen to. We, li we were fired up, ready to go evangelize and save our brothers and sisters. It started off well. We go to one club, pass out tracks to people who were waiting in line to get in. Ah, but when we made it to this one spot called Cleopatra's. Oh, y'all, uh, okay, y'all, I, I forgot I'm home. I'm, something happened, something happened. The line was long, and so yours truly was out there witnessing the people. I was out there telling people about Jesus. I'm going through the Romans road. I'm letting people know what to do. And I'm looking around, and I don't see Pastor Sanders. I, I don't see my cousin. I'm like, where is my cousin? So I'm getting worried. I'm thinking somebody hemmed him up. I'm thinking he got something happened. So someone jumped him or, or, or security got him or something like that. And then I look around and I see Pastor Sanders in line. Y'all, he was Tony then. He wasn't, he just wasn't Pastor Sanders there. He was just, I see him in line and I'm like, what in the world? And I go over to him and say, where are you going? And he simply smiled and said, they need the gospel inside as well. He went on in, and since I am my brother's keeper, I had to go inside to make sure that he was good. <laughs> I don't know to this day what happened to those tracks. <laughs> All I'm saying is that you can't take your gift. You can't go just anywhere. And wherever you go, your witness goes with you. Your gift goes with you. It is so important for us to recognize the lesson that, that Samson teaches us. He decided to take his gift just anywhere. But there's a second lesson that we see in the text. And not only can you not just go anywhere. Number two is you can't hook up with just anybody. Somebody felt that. I ain't even explain that. You just felt that. Just Samson was down in this valley situation because he fell in love with Delilah. If you notice, Scripture tells, tells us that Samson loved Delilah, but it never once said that Delilah loved him. That's why you can't hook up with just anybody. You might invest more into them, and they are giving nothing to you. Uh, uh, just keep looking straight forward. Just, uh, I'm, I'm not talking about just romantic relationships, but I'm also talking about friendships and business partnerships and anyone who you join yourself with, if you, you attach yourself to somebody. It's important to recognize you cannot take your gift and attach it to just anybody. And this is important to us because some people, get this, some people are connected to you not because of you, but because of your gift. 
I know you thought it was you. I know you thought it was because you're so cute and educated and so sharp, but it is not about you. Yes, you look good and all that. That's great, but it's not that. It's not about you. It is about the gift that is inside of you. Some people are only connected to you because of the gift that God has placed inside of you. Delilah, Delilah was an opportunist. Here's the scripture tells us that she was offered 1,100 shekels of silver to find out the secret to Samson's strength. Now, we, we read that, and we don't think much about it because uh, we may not understand commerce of the time. Put this in perspective. One shekel was worth a year's wages. One shekel. It was probably about five men or so that approached her these leaders, they approached her and offered her a total approximately of 1,100 shekels. This was enough wages for 110 years longer than her lifetime. In other words, Delilah secured the bag. I'm not going to lie, that's a lot of money. Deacon Carl my cousin. Love him. Respect him greatly. But Carl, if someone offered me 110 years of salary to tell a secret about you, I'm going to make something up. <laughs> I'm just being honest. I'm being, I'm being honest. Huh? And, and don't y'all leave me out here. You know that if somebody offered you that kind of money, you'd be dropping secrets. Some of y'all drop secrets for less than, matter of fact, some of you drop secrets for free. Let's be, let's be honest. Let's. <laughs> you have to be careful who you are connected to. Delilah was an opportunist, but Samson was in love. When you are hooked up to the wrong person, you won't even see that they have their hooks in you. They mean you no good, and they aren't ashamed about it. She asked him three times, what is the secret to your strength? And three times, men jumped out of her closet and attacked him. But because he thought he was in control, he kept going back. Y'all didn't teach me this in Sunday school. I had to think about this. Thing. I'm like, I'm looking around to make sure, you know, the kid, you know we're going to keep it PG, but Samson kept going back. It was like that. Okay, okay, I'm not in Texas. Let me, I got run. I mean, man, jumping out the car. Okay, anyway, I just, he kept going back, but let's not beat up Samson because some of us keep going back. Keep going back, we keep going back, we keep going back, because some of us are like Lauren Hill, we keep letting him back in. Y'all missed that, y'all missed that. Listen, listen, we've got to be careful of who we are hooked up to. How many signs do you need to come to your senses? God has sent some of us red flags, yield signs, U-turns, dead-end signs, but yet we keep on going. You're too gifted to go out like that. 
And when you are in a valley-like situation like Samson, you will make toxicity normal and abuse acceptable. You have to remember that you belong on the mountaintop, not, not in the valley of Sarek. And somehow you have to find the courage to unhook yourself from those who will do you harm. So today I ask a question, another question. I ask you, you this. Who or what is your Delilah? Is it your job? Is it your love for money? Is it a friend? Is it a family member? Is it your ego or your pride? What is it that thing that has attached itself to you and has led you from the mountaintop to take your gift down into the valley? You ought to ask your neighbor, turn to your neighbor, just ask your neighbor, what is your Delilah? What is your Delilah? Wait for the answer. Wait for the answer. This might be juicy. It might be juicy. It <laughs> Just don't tell it. Just don't tell it. Samson, Samson, Samson kept going back, and it ended in a devastating way because Samson, Samson teaches us, you can't just take your gift just anywhere. You can't just hook up anybody but then the third thing that we see from Samson is that you can't handle God's grace any kind of way Samson keeps going back to Delilah and eventually she wears him down and tells her the secret to his strength the Bible says she lulled him to sleep on her lap let me, let me throw something in for free That a soft place is not always a safe place. I hope I don't have to repeat that again. Get that in. Because some of us have trusted because I'm in, I, I, I have a soft place. That is a safe place. But too many of us have been burned by that same soft place. That it turned on us and became something else. Delilah invites the barber in to give him a bald fade. And all the while, Samson is asleep. That's how comfortable he is. Verse 20 says, she said, the Philistines are upon you, Samson. So he awoke from his sleep and said these words, I will go out as before at other times and shake myself free. But probably one of the scariest sentences in the Bible. But he did not know that the Lord had departed from him. If all you read is this one story, it would seem as if God deserted Samson, or even that he was punishing him. But, but neither of those are quite accurate. If you go back and read chapters 14 and 15, you will see that Samson had a tendency of making bad choices. He chose a Philistine woman to marry in chapter 14. That ended badly. In verse 1 of chapter 16, this very same chapter, he was with a harlot before meeting Delilah. Yet through all of Samson's exploits, God still used him to be a judge over Israel. 
But there was something different about this particular situation. I told you Delilah asked him three times the secret to his strength, and three times he told her something silly. He told her a silly answer, but she eventually convinced him, and he told her his secret. He told her secret. God had equipped him with a gift. He had equipped him with power and purpose, but in that moment, he put Delilah first. The love he had for her overshadowed the loyalty he had for God. And he made the mistake of thinking that God would be okay with his actions. Friends, don't let anything cause you to compromise the assignment that God has for you. God is a loving, patient, wonderful father, but even a father disciplines his children. He didn't desert Samson. Samson deserted him by putting someone else ahead of God. Samson played games with Delilah and was ultimately playing games with his own gift. It doesn't look good for Samson, but thank God there's one more lesson that really offers some good news. And that is this, that even though Samson was in this situation, even though he faced this turmoil, even though he was in this valley situation, here's the good news, is that God can hear you from anywhere. I said, that's, that's, that's such good news, I really could stop right there. But someone needs to know what else happened to Samson. Samson was now at his lowest point. These men came, and they took him, and the Bible says they put him in prison. They blinded him, and they made him a joke, and they made him entertain them. This is what the enemy wanted all along, to make a fool of him, to take him from the mountaintop down into the valley. It's no different for you and me. All the enemy wants to do is discourage us and ultimately destroy us. He wants us to be in a low place. He longs to see us fail, to operate in our giftedness. If he can silence us so we can't speak for God or blind us so that we don't see God moving, then he wins. But how many people know that just when the enemy think that he's won, God has a way of stepping in right on time. Let me give it to you, and then I'm done. Verse 22 says, however, the hair of his head began to grow again after it had been shaven. Can you imagine Samson in this prison? He's blinded. He's having to entertain. He's grinding rocks in prison. He's doing that. But one day, he felt something. The hair on his head began to grow again. The hair growing on his head is symbolic of a reminder to him that he had a covenant with God. Now listen, he had broken that covenant with God, but God never broke his covenant with him. And the hair growing on his head reminded him that God had never left him or forsaken him. Has anybody ever had a reminder? God sends you a reminder. It don't matter how low you are, how what you're going through. Every now and then, God will send you a reminder that he's still with you, that he still loves you, and he still has your back. At his lowest point, when all seemed lost, Samson prayed. And God heard his prayer. That just sounds so simple, but when you begin to think about where Samson was, the lowest point of his life, in prison, blinded, entertaining the enemy, at his lowest point, and God heard 
his prayer. God heard his prayer. I don't know who it is that I'm talking to on today, but, but God sent me all the way from San Antonio to tell you, no matter how low you have gone, no matter what you have done, no matter what you have been caught up in, no matter where you are, you are a child of God. He still hears your prayer. I'm, I'm, re I'm really done. If any of you are like me, I mentioned earlier, if any of you are like me, you probably have a, a little bit of college football fatigue this morning because you stayed up to watch the double overtime game between Colorado and Colorado State. Coach Deion Sanders, Coach Prime, and the team were able to pull out another victory. But if you hadn't fallen asleep, and you watched the post-game interview with Deion's son, Shadoris Sanders, the reporter asked him a question. He said, when you got the ball on the two-yard line, what was running through your mind? This was at the end of the game. What was running through your mind? They were down. You got the ball on the two-yard line. Shadora said, all I thought about was Brady mode. Brady mode. Now, for those of us who are football fans, we knew exactly what he meant. He was making reference to quarterback Tom Brady. Because everybody who knows football knows that if Tom Brady gets the ball, he's more than likely going to drive it down the field. But Shadouris really summed it up with one defining statement. They left too much time on the clock. He said, he said that's Brady mode. Yeah, that's Brady mode, that if there is any time left on the clock, it don't matter if you're on the two-yard line. The second, the 50-yard line, it doesn't matter if you are in the red zone. If you left some time on the clock, then there's opportunity to do something. Okay, I know some of you are not football fans. Basically, this is what is being said. That as long as there is time on the clock, even if you are down in the score, you can make a comeback. As long as there is time on the clock, even if you seem like you're about to lose, you still have a chance. As long as there is time on the clock, guess what? Even though everybody is packing up, there may be some fans leaving, you still can win the game. When Samson reached up and felt some stubble on his head, it didn't matter that he was at his lowest point of his life. The enemy had bound him. The enemy had blinded him. The enemy had him down and out. But the enemy messed up in one area. The enemy didn't kill him. And so he still had time on the clock. And so Samson had time enough to call out to his quarterback. His quarterback, his God, and he said, God, help me to have power once again to be able to do what you assigned me to do in the first place. I don't know who it is that I'm talking to today, but no matter where you are in your life, no matter what's going on in your life, the fact that you still have time on the clock. How do I know you have time on the clock? You're here under the sound of my voice. You're listening right now to this message. You're watching, streaming right now. That means you still have time on the clock. As long as 
you have time on the clock. The enemy cannot do anything, cannot prevent you from crying out to God. I want to know, is there anybody here who knows that you've been in a low place before? And the only thing that allowed you to be here today is that you cried out to God. As long as there's time on the clock, as long as there's blood flowing in your veins, as long as you have the opportunity to do it, God sent me by to remind somebody that he will hear you no matter where you are. You could have messed up. You could have been jacked up. You could have came in here with the stench of another person on you. You could have came in here with weed all in your system. It don't matter to God if you cry out to him and he will help you to be everything that he is destined for you to be. As long as there's time on the clock, God will hear you no matter where you are. No matter where you are. I don't know who this is for. I don't know who, who, who came in this place and what you've been dealing with. As long as there's time on the clock. As long as you understand you can cry out, God can hear you anywhere. He can hear you anywhere. And he'll give you another chance. That's the story of Samson. If you read it, all, all the chapters, it shows you that God gave Samson chance after chance. Not just a second chance, but another chance. How many of us are grateful that God is a God of another chance? Samson needed about three, four chances. I needed about six, seven, eight. I need one right now, matter of fact. I need... So grateful that we serve a God like that. You got to be careful. You're gifted. You're too gifted to go out like that. You want to make sure that you operate the way that God wants you to operate. One of my favorite, my favorite illustrations, and maybe I've told it to you all before, but you're going to hear it again. It's a little girl who goes into, is going to a grocery store with her dad. Of course, as most parents do, they tell the kid, don't, don't ask for don't ask for anything. That didn't work, of course. He's got into, he got into the grocery store with his little girl. His little girl began to say that she wanted some cookies. Dad said, I told you not to ask for anything. And he was like, I told you not to ask for anything. But she just said, I want cookies. I want cookies. I want cookies. And so she's bothering her dad, just asking, asking, I want cookies. I want cookies. There's a stranger, there's a man that's watching, he's in, the, he's in the aisle, and he hears this conversation going on. And he has compassion, and he walks up to the, to the dad, and he says, I hear her asking for something. Can I, can, I, can I buy her? Can I buy her what she's asking for? The, the, the father says, no, nah, I, told, I told her not to ask for anything. I came in with this list. I know what exactly that it is that I'm coming in to get. I told her not to ask for anything. She's not getting getting it but then the girl persisted and the father said you know what okay okay whatever and so the man said little girl what what did you want the little girl said some crayons the man said I thought she said cookies but 
So he said, okay, he went and got her some crayons, brought the crayons back. The little girl took the box of crayons, ripped the crayons open, took one out, stood up in the cart, grabbed the list from her daddy, and wrote cookies. Because the little girl understood that she didn't want anything that wasn't on her father's list. I just came by all the way from San Antonio to share with you. Please, brothers, please, sisters, make sure that whatever it is you want, whatever it is you're hooked up to, whatever it is you're connected to is on the Father's list. You don't want anything that's not on the Father's list. God bless you, Salem. God bless you and keep Come on, stand to your feet. Come on, let's bless God for the message and the messenger. What a word on today. Pastor said he doesn't know what, who this was for. Well, I want to answer. It was for all of us. Amen. Amen. Were you blessed by the word on today? Were you challenged by the word on today? And for most of us, we were convicted by the word on today. Amen. We extend the invitation even now. The door of the Lord's church is open, and we extend this invitation because certainly the Lord doesn't want you to go out like that. He has a plan, a purpose for you. He has greatness in your life. He has a destiny for you wants to fulfill his plan for your life. But I want to remind you, as Pastor Cobb said, you can't do that by yourself. You need the Lord on your side. And the good news is, if you are here today, if you are in the virtual sanctuary as well, there's still time on the clock. Hallelujah. I'm going to use that, Pastor. I'm going to use that for real. Amen. There's still time on the clock. And so if you're here today, you've not confessed Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. You've not said to the world that I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God, that he died for the sins of the world, that God raised him from the dead. You ought to make that declaration of faith on today. You can do so by taking a step of faith, stepping out in the aisles, coming down, giving your life to the Lord, becoming a part of the Lord's church. Or if you're saved, but for whatever reason, you don't have a church home, you don't have a church family, this is your opportunity to become a part of the family of faith here at the Salem Baptist Church. And if you're not in the sanctuary, but you're in the virtual sanctuary, give us a call at 402-455-1000, option three. There's someone waiting to hear your voice even now. And so as music and fine arts ministry leads us in this invitational selection we're praying that you would make that decision even now why don't you come why don't you come
leave it as you see it. Amen. We're going to ask you all to stand very quickly. Amen. Little darling has come, and we're going to talk to her about baptism. Amen. Amen. She wants to know more about the Lord, and we're going to make sure that she is prepared. Amen. She's a part of the family of faith here at the Salem Church already. Amen. All right, young Leah, we praise God for you on today. We're going to spend some time talking to her and talking to this family to make sure that she is prepared uh, to be baptized. Amen. We don't want to turn anyone, anyone away, but we certainly want to make sure that she's prepared uh, to be baptized. But come on, Salem. Amen. She had enough guts to walk down this aisle. Amen. Some of us won't come, but she came. Amen. Let's praise God. Deacon Morris is going to take you out and get some more information. Come on, Salem. Let's praise God. Amen, amen. My young sister comes at this time and is in uh, soliciting our prayers. Uh, we want to let you know we're going to lift you to the Lord. We know that the Lord is able to deal with whatever circumstance that you're dealing with. As the pastor said, the Lord has a, a destiny for you, and you don't want to waste it. God has, God, God has something great for you. Amen. Amen. And we as the Salem Church want to be a part of that for you and for this little one. All right? Amen. So we're going to pray for you right now. But we want to find out a way for uh, our one of our mothers or someone in the church to, to, to stick with you. And uh, Minister Washington, come on down here, if you will, to stick with you and stand by you. Not just today. All right? We want to walk with you as you move forward. We want to let you know. We want to make sure you know you are not in this by yourself. All right? You are not in this by yourself. Amen. You're not in this by yourself. Amen as well. We're going to lift Deacon Fairley in our prayers. Uh, he has some health challenges that are facing him. Uh, uh, Deacon Fairley is uh, a living, walking, breathing testimony of God's healing power. He's a living, walking, breathing testimony of God's ability to heal and strengthen. Uh, it was some 15, 14, 15 years ago that he faced some health challenges. And God brought him through that. And so we know that the same God is more than able even now 
walk with him, to be with him. Now, Deacon Fairley, is it okay if I share with them what you said to me? It's okay? All right. Deacon Fairley told me, he said, Reverend, it don't matter what happened. I'm good. That's what he said. Don't worry about me, whatever happens, I'm good. But we're praying for healing and strength and endurance. Amen? That's what we're going to pray for. And so, my dear sister, whatever it is, I want to let you know again that God is with you. You're not in this by yourself. Listen, all of us have faced some troubled times in our lives. All of us have faced some uncertainty. All of us have felt like we're in life all by ourselves. Listen, from the pulpit to the back door, you heard the pastor say all of us have come short at some time or another, but the Lord didn't leave us alone. He didn't dismiss us. Because if he dismissed us, wouldn't none of us be here today? All right? Whatever it is, I want to let you know God is with you. And whatever you're going through, there's somebody right here, right now, who's been through the same thing. And just like they made it, you can make it. Hear me what I'm saying? Hear what I'm saying to you. I want, I want to put you on notice and I know I'm taking time but y'all just gotta if you gotta go then go but if you gotta go whatever you going to ain't as important as this all I'm trying to tell you is when you walk out of here the devil is gonna start trying to talk to you and let me tell you what a part of his job description is is to lie part of his job description. He's going to lie to you about your future. He's going to lie to you about walking down here. He's going to lie and tell you these folk in this church don't care. He's lying. Alright? I don't know why I'm saying this, but I'm saying it because the Lord is telling me to say it. You are not by yourself. Minister Whitaker is going to lead us in prayer for this young lady and for Deacon Fairley. Let's go together in prayer. Heavenly Father, you are our light and our salvation. Who shall we fear? You're the stronghold of our life. Of whom shall we be afraid? If enemies mount up against us, it should be them who fail and fall. Lord, we pray over this young lady right now, Lord, that you would bless her and her young baby in her life. Lord, strengthen her. Let her know that you are there for her through your precious Holy Spirit. No matter what she's going through, there's nothing that's too great for you. Lord, you counted every hair on our head. You created everything in this universe. So we know, Lord, that whatever she's going through, that she'll be okay through you. 
And so, Lord, we pray for her. We ask that she would bless her. We ask that as a church family, Lord, that we would comfort her, that we would be right next to her, that we would speak the words of your gospel and your life into her, that she should know that whatever she's going through, that, Lord, you are the great physician, that you can heal, Lord, and that she has nothing to be afraid of because you are our light and our salvation, our strength, our stronghold, the balm in Gilead. Lord, so bless her right now. Lord, encourage her right now. As the hands are extended to her all over the sanctuary right now, as hands are laid on her shoulder right now, Lord, we ask for your healing. We ask for your grace. We ask for your mercy. We ask for your strength. We ask for your love. Help her to feel your love right now in this moment. Be with her, Lord, and bless her, Lord. Lord, we also intercede on behalf of Deacon Fairley, Lord. Again, Lord, we know that you are a great physician. Lord, we know that whatever we go through, we can be confident of this, that we will see your goodness. Lord, we thank you for your goodness today. Lord, we ask that you would provide him encouragement, provide him strength, provide him just the knowledge to know, Lord, that everything's going to be okay through you. We ask for your healing right now, Lord. We ask for your peace right now, Lord. We ask for your comfort right now, Lord. Again, Lord, as all the hands are extended toward him and laid on his shoulder, Lord, help us be a reminder today that you are a sovereign God and that all things are in your hand. So we ask for your blessings right now. And we lift up both of them to you right now in the name of the matchless and most worthy name there is, Jesus Christ. We pray all these things in your name, Jesus. Amen. Amen. Let's praise God in advance for what he's going to do. Amen. 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 We're going to ask you to stand. Good to see you, Mama White. Amen. 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 Come on, one more time. Put your hands together and praise God for the message and messenger on today. What a word. 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 Amen. 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 Come on, let's go to the Lord in prayer. Again, Lord, we do thank you and we praise you, God. We know even as we find ourselves in the valleys at times that your will and desire for us is to not go out like that. And so, God, instead of leaning on ourselves, we're going to lean on you. We're going to realize, God, that even in our second, third, fourth, and so many other chances, that you are with us and you'll never forsake us. We thank you, God, for the ministry of Pastor Cobbs. We pray that you bless him, strengthen him, and all that he's poured out into our lives today, that you would pour back in, that you would strengthen him, lead him, guide him, and direct him. And Lord, for those who needed that word today, let us live in that word. Let us walk in that word as we move from this place, but never from your presence. And now unto him who's able to keep us from falling and to present us faultless before his glory with exceeding great joy. To the only wise God be glory, dominion, and power both now and forever. And the people of God said together, amen, amen, and amen. And we yet believe the best season of your life is just ahead. 